Coffee with Humans is live, candid conversations between strangers who become friends. Made possible with your support. Subscribe, share, and comment on your favorite platform. Contribute at Patreon or get Coffee with Humans mugs and more. Links are at coffeewithhumans.com. Thanks for joining me. I'm, I know very little about you. We <laughs> awkwardly stared at each other for the last eight minutes. It's everything about the concept is what we don't do anymore. We don't just have conversations with people where there's not an agenda. Right? It's like meeting a stranger in a parking lot or something and then like, hey, you want to have coffee? <laughs> yes. Oh, so how are you, you doing? How's your day? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, we are live here with Coffee with Humans with my soon-to-be new friend, Christina. She's still actually a stranger. I only met her about eight minutes ago. That's the essence of Coffee with Humans. Two people just bumping into each other randomly and saying, hey, let's grab coffee. Before we got on the broadcast, I was thinking if we could have this discussion anywhere, where would that be? And I came up with, we, we could be sitting in Iceland in a hot spring. Lovely. So if you could have this discussion anywhere, where would it be for you? Love this question. I'm stumped right now. I'm not really a... Uh beach person in terms of getting in with the aquatic life but i do like to be near it and feel the breeze from it and so anywhere by a beach what drew you to clicking the button to have coffee with me was searching and i found this one and it grabbed me it pulled me in and it just seemed your podcast and coffee with humans seemed very welcoming that you were really eager and enjoyed just making meaningful connections coffee with humans is like sunday brunch (laughs) i love sunday brunch (laughs) okay good because well you're in the right place only there's no food um (laughs) it's true we're live here with coffee with humans with my new friend casey welcome casey to coffee with humans hey jason thanks for having me uh well welcome this is exciting for me to have you here because i know we're going to be talking about an interesting topic uh of social media and doing your own research and i know that we're going to be talking about this topic because when you signed up you uh entered a handful of details uh just to kind of give me a just something just a tiny little bit to go off of because coffee with humans is all about just meeting a stranger and then through the course of a half hour, 45 minute conversation, uh, learning all about each other and becoming friends. So that's, uh, it's gonna be a good day. Are you yeah. excited? It's Friday. Oh, no. <laughs> that's it's true. Friday. That means something different to everybody, I think. But uh, that is true. Yeah, I've been there where I had to work on the weekends too. So I was just like, oh, it's another day. Like, congratulations. <laughs> right? But, so I'm, I'm yeah. curious, um, why did you, Why did you choose to click the button to have coffee with me? I was actually recommended to do it by one of my good friends. Yep. Uh, Frank Sinclair is actually our business coach here in uh, Colorado. And he was like, I think he had shared one of your podcast videos and I liked it because I listened to it. And I was like, well, this is interesting. Like, I like podcasts. Don't really know a whole lot about them but I'd like to do a little bit more research into him. Um, and I liked it. And he's like, Oh my gosh, I want you to get in contact with him. I think you'd be a great person to go on and do this. And I'm like, okay, why yeah. not? We'll give it a shot. seems like fun. I like coffee. I like people and I like making friends. So. Exciting. Well, like Fra- Frank is right. You're going to have a great time. Uh, because I, I do know something like in a, in a lot of social situations, there's always that one person that's like, if you get along with that one person, you get along with all the other people in their network. 
And Frank's yeah. one of those people that if you get along with Frank, you get along with everybody else in the network. And that's, that's yeah. the stuff. So you're in Colorado. Is that uh, what I'm, what I'm gathering then? Yes. Yep. Okay. I am in Colorado Springs. Oh, what a nice, so what a nice area. So pretty. So it cold right now though, unfortunately. Really? Oh, I, I don't follow yeah. the weather in Colorado. Where are you at? I'm in Illinois. Oh, Northern nice. Illinois. Nice. Yeah. And it's thinking about, this is the weird time of Ill, of Illinois weather, Northern Illinois weather, at least where uh, like in a week, it's going to be almost 70, but like tomorrow it's going to be 27. Like I, <laughs> what? I, don't, I don't get it. I'm not a meteorologist. Um, I only play one on TV, but uh, I, I don't know why these things happen. Something about wind and, I don't know. Current trends, global warming. Yeah. All good I, stuff. It, it kind of gets into what you what you wanted to talk about, which was uh what you what you hear on social media. Uh and whether you should believe it or not. But um uh so what is what is it what is it that you do out in Colorado Springs if, if Frank's your business coach? So I work with Homewell. Um okay. it's Lazy Friday, so forgive me. Um, so we're a non-medical home care agency. So we go out and about in the community and try and educate people on why aging in place from the comfort of their own home is a better option than an assisted living facility, independent living, nursing home, if that's not quite the right fit for them just yet. Um, maybe they're deteriorating a little bit, having trouble walking or driving, and they just need a little extra help. We can come in and be that first step before they have to basically uproot their life and move into an assisted living facility where they don't know anyone. They don't know the furniture. They don't have memories there. They don't have friends there. Um, it's just a really big stress on people. So we're trying to change that here in the community. That's a great service. I think I watched, uh, I've watched a handful of family members and then people that, um, you know, family members of people that I know uh, when they make that transition, uh, what a hard transition it is to go from, you know, the home that a lot of these people have lived in for, you know, 30, 40 years. Uh, and then all of a sudden you're in a facility where, you know, it's like, uh, it's a neat hotel, like from a hotel standpoint, if I was at, like to stay at one, would be like, that's a neat hotel. Um, yeah. but what a what a drastic change and i think what mentally you know what what the the mental uh almost like resignation or decision would have to be to be like okay this is my life now i'm going to i'm going to move over here away from all my stuff and and like you say all those memories yeah it's it's tough i mean if you've ever just moved houses before you know that's a difficult change because you've got to pack everything figure out where it's going to go in the new place so imagine packing all of your stuff to simply downsize to what you literally need and that's it you don't have a lot of space to take little trinkets with you or you have to figure out which of your possessions that you like are going to go to which kid and who's going to come visit you when and calls and visits. And especially with COVID and people not being able to get into the assisted living facilities, yeah. it's been extremely stressful. You just haven't been able to see them for about a year, which has been extremely detrimental to everyone. Yeah. The social, social isolation, isolation rather is such yeah. a, uh, a, um, I don't know, such a stressor, I think, on on people, even I mean, healthy people 
who have all their faculties and, you know, their bodies can cope and their brains can cope and stuff. Social isolation is a, uh, is a major factor in depression and, you know, leading up, leading up to things like suicide. Um, and I, I, um, I, I can only imagine, you know, as a, as an older person, uh, to be then have, you know, up, uprooted, it seems out of your, out of life that you've known for so, so long and then put into a facility and then become isolated from there. Like I cannot even, I can't even process. It's gotta be awful. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds like you're doing a good, uh, a good service. how did you get into that? I really have a soft spot for our elderly population. Um, I personally watched both of my grandparents go through assisted living facilities that weren't great. Mm -hmm. They were by no means the worst that you ever heard abuse stories or horror stories out of, but like the one my grandmother was in, she was supposed to have PT twice a week. She was lucky if she got it once a month because they were so short staffed or they were not consistent. There wasn't a lot of accountability to be had in the staff there. Um, but I was also at a young enough age that I didn't really understand what was going on. I didn't have the capabilities to do anything about it. So when this came open and I saw it, cause I wasn't really happy where I was before, uh, I was like, this would be a really good chance for me to kind of start advocating and start trying to make a difference with someone, even though I don't have the chance to do it for my grandparents anymore. So right. no, that's a good, um, I think a good observation that has, that gets actually into one of the things you want to talk about, which is this idea of believing what you hear on social media uh, is like, like you say, in particularly in your industry, there are there are these horror stories, which are which are the standouts, I think, from, you know, the the extremes, perhaps, of what people generally experience. Uh, and yet there's some there's a, there's truth in that micro instance and there's kind of maybe a truth or a trend at large. What's what's the deal with social media and why do you care about doing research on social media? It's. It's just, it's a really frustrating but sensitive topic. Um, I think it first got bad and start, I could really notice that it was dividing people with the recent election, of course, which is always a difficult time for friends and family because like religion and politics are two subjects you just don't really talk about with people because it can get so heated so quick. And I mean, you're just, you're never going to agree with everyone on every topic. It's ridiculous. Um, so with people relying on that so heavily, especially through COVID, that's basically where we got left when they shut down the outside world and told us we couldn't go anywhere. Um, to see that explode and to see people start arguing and belittling and just going out of their way to be a rude person, it's frustrating because you've got, you know, Democrats versus Republicans, vaxxers versus anti-vaxxers. It's just, it goes on and on, but you never really see people that can get on there and have a 
I don't want to say intelligent conversation, like I'm demeaning them that they're not intelligent people, but they, you don't see a lot of conversations happening about, well, why is this your viewpoint or why do you have a different opinion from me? You have a lot of just immediate attacking. You're dumb. You're stupid. You don't understand what you're talking about. That's not true. That's not true. It's, it's just, it's really frustrating because you have like CBS will put out one story, Forbes will put out a different version, Time Magazine will put out a different version. If you start to read through all of them, you can kind of get a big picture of what happened from both perspectives of the story or all sides of the story, depending on what it's about and who's involved. But the cool thing that I found that my husband actually introduced me to is the media bias chart. So it breaks down neutral, skews, hyperpartisan, and most extreme, goes to liberal, goes to conservative. At the very top, you have original fact reporting all the way down to contained, inaccurate, or even fabricated information. So it's the people or the news stations and media sources down there are blatantly lying to you is what's been found. Um, and then the people at the very top are the ones that are reporting strictly facts. There's no opinion. There's no guessing. There's no, we think this happened. Those news sources, you normally don't see them post immediately after something happens because you're not going to have all the facts immediately after something happens. It's going to take time to research who was involved, why they were involved, what led them to this particular event. Um, I found that so it's just, uh, chart here. Let me pull, let me pull it up here. <laughs> oh yeah. And yeah. I, I know it's probably not the best picture of it here. Let me see if I can clean that up. And it's, it's kind of small. Yeah. But, um, eh. maybe nope. okay. it is what it is. So that's the, yeah. that's the media's <laughs> media bias chart. And I had never heard of this either. Um, which, you know, I'm a consumer of all interesting things. Uh, and, um, yeah, it's just really interesting to see this because we, we do, it's kind of well known that certain media outlets, uh, move a certain direction in terms of conservatism or liberalism or however you want to, however you want to phrase that. And I think even that is changing, you know, yeah. it, it's, that's changed through the years too. Um, yeah. But it, it is interesting that this the chart goes from most extreme left to most extreme right. Uh, and then on at the bottom of it, it looks like it contains inaccurate or fabricated info up to original fact reporting. And so they've got like Reuters or AP right at the top, um, original fact reporting and in the middle, probably because like a Reuters or an AP, you know, they're they're They are. Um, there's no there's not necessarily skin in the game to. Yeah. Uh, report one one direction or another. Um, it's not like you. Uh, they're not. Um, they're not running news for necessary eye, eyeballs. You know, on the on the nightly on yeah. the nightly TV or something like that. And that's. The, I mean, isn't that sort of a um, a troublesome a troublesome aspect of news reporting is that you is that it's run on advertising and and it's actually run on behavior change right so the mm -hmm. the whole point of an advertiser is that somehow they're going to change you know our the viewer behavior and so they need to get more people to watch more stuff 
to to change more behavior and and so this idea of sensationalism or crafting your message to the audience that you want to get advertisers for that it becomes this cycle i think um where the uh, i mean i'll throw it out there uh, you know biden tripped up the steps recently uh going to air force one um and i and i it's all it was like all over fox news for a little bit um and yeah, and i can all, and i <laughs> they didn't they pounced on that um and I can under and and so from the from a certain aspect or certain certain direction, people want to know or people want to be assured. There's one there's one let's say group of people who want to be assured that yes, Biden's Biden's very old, and is he too old to be president? And did you know did we actually elect Kamala? Um, there's that camp, right? And so you want to pounce on the fact that he, you know, tripped up the steps and then other people are saying, well, yep, but it was windy out and all this other stuff, you know, and he was up, 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 up. And it's like, okay, right, right about that same time, I stubbed my toe into a wall in my house that has not moved. The wall has been there. Since right. I've been there, I stubbed I mean, my how toe. How many times have we, yeah, stubbed our toe on the coffee table that's been there for ten years? How many right. times have we tripped going up the stairs because we have new shoes on? Yeah, I mean, I have some shoes now that have a little bit of a platform, and I have realized when I wear those shoes, I don't pick my feet up very far because I constantly trip over those shoes. I've been walking for twenty-seven years. I know how to walk, but. Yeah. It's a change in environment. He might have just walked up the stairs too fast. Who cares? Right. But then we do have after he fell. We do have those other things where I I think uh, this idea that if you say it, if you say it enough, people believe it Um, because we are we are to some degree programmed to simply to simply hand over the keys to somebody else and say, well, you take care of it. And so whoever, whoever says, I got it. Oh, you got it. And we do that in politics a lot too, right? We we assign ourselves to a camp and then we hand over the keys and say, okay, well, we hired them to figure it out. Uh, So, you know, I think they're figuring it out. Um, Yeah. And, and we don't, we don't do research and I've admittedly not done research on a lot of different topics. And I've trained myself to just stay out of the conversation then. And so I don't actually have all the facts. I don't actually know the people. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know and them I, personally. Yeah. So why would I attack their character? I don't know their character. And then what, sometimes there are facts that come out. Right. And you're like, Ugh, that's that's suspect. Does that does that mean there's something else going on? I well, Maybe. I don't know. What do you do with it then? Because <laughs> we're programmed to make snap judgments to make it through the yeah. day. And yet snap judgments lead us down this path of not doing research and coming up with uh, in, incorrect information or believing incorrect information. It carries over way too easy because it is too easy to just accept what your trusted source of news has always told you. I mean, Fox, CNN, NBS, ABC, they've been around forever. They've been the trusted news sources in the United States since they've been started. But I think a lot of people don't realize that today there's like one person that owns six out of the 10 big news corporations in the United States. So it's not a lot of diversity. It's not a lot of incentive to 
diversify their information or their fact finding, their research, their stories, anything like that, because they have such a big grasp already on such a large amount of the population. Why would they? Yeah. What do they a, have to gain? I, I watched a movie uh, kind of along these lines just the other day on uh, it's called Sea Spiracy, S-E-A Spiracy um, on Netflix. And I uh, it, it kind of piggybacks off of a movie that I saw long, long time ago called End of the Line. And the whole point of Seaspiracy, it starts off and whether whether it was planned this way or wasn't, I don't know. But the idea is that this guy goes off to make a make a video uh, or a documentary about all the plastic that's in the ocean and how we should stop using plastic. Uh, and then he finds out, actually, that the majority of the plastic that's in, let's say, the the. Um, the uh, the great you know plastic island in the the yeah. pacific which arguably does or does not exist depending on who you ask um <laughs> is actually fishing related it's a lot of fishing nets mm-hmm. and um this idea that you know all these all these poor sea creatures are dying because of plastic in the ocean um is actually put out by a handful of uh a handful of not-for-profit organizations. Well, um, as this guy unfolds, and, and I recommend people watch this movie, just if nothing else, for the uh, interest level that may, you know, do your research, right? Yeah. Um, as he watches this, or as he starts filming this, he un- he comes to actually find out that, no, the vast majority of fish are dying um, uh, from uh, overfishing, and and the vast majority of fish that don't that are called uh, bycatch. So let's say you were going after sardines, bycatch are dolphins and sea turtles and all this other stuff. In some like cases, in. yeah, exactly. In some cases, um, there is a. Uh, sometimes an overwhelming percentage of the of uh, of the of the total catch is bycatch and a lot of those animals die in the fishing nets and uh, get tossed overboard Um, Mm -hmm. now as he starts to so then he goes down the sustainable fishing and uh, sustainable fishing thing and and as that starts unfolding uh, you listen to folks who have no skin in the game of of uh, of fishing, uh, the industry of fishing. Right. And they say there's no such thing as sustainable fishing. Um, not right now, they, because the the population decline from the 1970s when it started started getting tracked to today is 80 to 90 plus percentage of of those species are um, sorry. So. so uh, what used to be 100% now, we're seeing 90% less of those species available because they're just getting scooped up by these massive, uh, massive fishing nets and massive fishing lines. Um, after which, um, you know, there's going to be there's going to be no no fish left. And and by some estimates, there won't be a, there won't be enough fish left in the ocean by 2050. However, however, then this is the interesting thing. The people who say, well, it's actually a plastic problem are are uh, those those news reports are put out by not for profits 
that are actually funded by some, there's one called Earth Initiative or something like that that also owns the branding for uh, sustainable dolphin uh, dolphin fishing stuff. Which uh, so if you look at your sorry uh, sustainable tuna rather so if you look at your tuna cans oh. there's a little tuna logo. Um, yeah. That tuna logo, the brand that says hey this is sustainable fishing is is also that same group. That group actually um, is or was at one point in time funded by Unilever uh, or Unilever who who makes um, who who you know sells sells uh, sells tuna. Um, and so they went and they went and this uh, this uh, uh, videographer went and talked to the guy who is the director of this initiative. He says, what is um, what does sustainable mean? And he's like, well, you know, we can we can there's we can keep on doing it. What's the percentage? There's no there's no um, there's no calculation for that. How do you know uh, that there's no dolphins caught in there because it's a dolphin safe logo? Well, there's no way to measure that. So wait a second, you're putting a dolphin safe logo on a can, but you don't actually know that no dolphins are caught? No, we don't know that. But you know what happens in the ocean happens in the ocean. And he there's like there's it's so there's this dolphin safe logo as though there's no dolphins caught. And so so uh so anyhow, he follows this whole thing and and it turns out that there's um there's there's a whole mafia type thing behind fishing uh, and you're and 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 there are they some some uh, organizations send out people to um, to watch on ships and stuff like that. And there are in, in the, over the past number of years or whatever, there have been something like 11 of these guys have gone missing. Um, one person who was a whistleblower was shot in her home. Um, I mean, it's like it's this huge thing. They went to a uh, they went to a uh, a particular area of the world um, and were followed by the cops. They were told you're going to get followed by the cops and they will be. And so, you know, they've got this. Uh, the cops are on video outside the door um, because they were going to film this dolphin hunt. Uh, yeah. where the dolphins are all rounded up and killed. Um, and that's and, and it's under the guise of. Um, they catch these dolphins to send them to water, basically water parks around the world or something like that. You know, the whole like, Hey, dolphins are, um, that's, that's the, that's the party line. But in fact, yeah. they kill them all and they eat them. <laughs> it's like, and it, anyhow, it's this huge thing. Um, and basically he makes the case at the end of this thing that if, if plastics are doing this much damage overfishing, and catching things that you shouldn't be catching and, and killing them is like doing this much damage and no one will talk about it. No one will talk about it because there's no industry. There's no money available to say, stop eating, pla you know, th th stop eating fish. There's no stop eating fish industry. There is a eat fish industry. That's. And so therefore you're going to get the, you're going to get that message out there. It'll be yeah. So they so they just distract it. Smoke and mirrors. Eh, it's probably plastics problem. You should not have straws because they kill so many sea turtles. <laughs> like, it's I, it's crazy. Plastics are an issue, but they are not by far the biggest issue. And unfortunately, the biggest issue is hidden by 
bribes, threats, scandals, mafia style organizations there. I mean, they're going to create a problem, create the solution, continue the problem while their solution is in effect and reap all of the benefits from both. Yeah. And that's where he said, he said, I think it's a good principle is just follow the money. Exactly. I mean, we've seen the same issue with Great Barrier Reefs. We've seen this issue with sharks. Um, I mean, we've seen this politically with the running joke of uh, like. You can say it. It's okay. We're a, okay, we, I was going to say, you I don't know af- how You can't offend me. Can <laughs> We're just talking. Um, <laughs> We're having so, coffee and the world is invited to our coffee chat. <laughs> okay. So if it's you don't live like though. This, I'm sorry. It's live. And it's, so we can't take it down. It's the same situation that people had a running joke with, with Epstein that he Mm. didn't kill himself kind of thing. It's the same. We're going to create this issue. We're going to fix this issue. And then you're never going to know about it because we're going to handle it before you know. And by the time you do know, there's going to be so much money and political backing to it. It's going to be nothing the little guy can do about it. Yeah. There's a lot of noise. You can can create a lot of noise by just going on to the next thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and to your point, you take something that's like, wow, uh, I don't have all the facts on that, but geez, that just looks so suspect. And by the time and then by the time people start talking about it, it's like, oh, actually, here's the here's the thing you should be paying attention to. And there's money behind that. I mean, it's there's an easy way to cover up the you know, to the plastics thing. There's an easy way to cover up that that, you know, it's actually we're overfishing. We're overfishing the planet. And and every scientist will tell you so. Um, and yet, and yet we can cover it up with, you know what? Stop using plastic. Damn the plastic people. And, 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 and the general consumer who's just watching the news and believing whatever's coming in because they put their trust in these news sources and they trust in the social media or their trust in their friends on social media are ignorant to that. And we are all ignorant at some point in time. And I don't know. I like, we are, we are already wrong in some way, to some degree, each one of us at any point in time about something we really care about too. That's the thing. Just because I care about it or believe strongly in it does not make it true. Yep. I used to kind of be the same way where I was like, if I don't know about it or if it doesn't concern me or affect me directly, I don't really care to know about it because again, it's so many different stories and viewpoints and events. It's like, I'm, I don't, I can't keep up with all of this. And it wasn't until I started seeing more of it. And then I told my husband that unfortunately, and he's like, how can you not want to be updated on what's happening around you? I'm like, that's a really good point because I am a very much a science driven person. I like facts. Mm -hmm. I like evidence. I not going to base anything off of opinion or hearsay. I want to see like hard evidence behind it first. And I've just been blatantly ignoring stories, research, things like that, because I was like, well, this is really difficult. This is really confusing. I don't know who to believe or who to trust. What's a good source to turn to? Like, is there that one consistent source that I can always go to, to count on? It's not as easy as it was when I was in college and I had access to all the Oh my gosh, what was it like Jayco and all the like research sites where I could just type in and pull up 20 different articles on a certain subject? 
can't really do that as an adult. You don't have access to that unless you're working as a scientist and most people aren't. So that's when he introduced me to the bias chart and I absolutely love it because I will now go to like AP Bloomberg, sometimes ABC, CBS, and in, what is that one? NBC. Hmm. Um, just if I go to more sources and get more information, I'm more likely to have a bigger picture of everything. Cause I'm like, okay, well this person said this here and then they said this here. But then this fact came from this source. So yeah, it's one of the, one of the things you talked about um, just real briefly before we went live. Um, and to be clear, you know, we met not even an hour ago. Um, and, you know, in fact, we've met 30, uh, almost 40 minutes ago. Uh, and so we don't even know each other, really, uh, which I think is fantastic because, you know, that's the number one. That's the essence of coffee with humans, that strangers become friends in in just this this little microcosm of our lives. Uh, and I think good things can come of that. And then I think all the, another important thing that we're also demonstrating here is that, you know, I have a, I have a background. I have belief systems and we can share. We can add it to I think what well, there's a book that's I think. Uh, I think the book is called Crucial Conversations. We can add our input into the pool of shared meaning is what he calls it. And it is that pool of shared meaning, which it gives us this ability to siphon through or, and, and come to agreement. And that's where I think one of the great lessons of social media can be learned is that we too often we come at it with like the the. Uh, the bat of shared of the, like the bat of my belief, right? Instead of the pool of shared being, it's the bat of my belief. And I was like, yeah, but bang, right? And I yep. hit you with my belief in order to change you, to show you how wrong you are, to make sure I get my point across instead of, you know, when we were kids and we were all at the community pool and you jump in, <laughs> you know, with all of these people, all these strangers, and you're like, this is a weird soup, you know? <laughs> You know, and sometimes a turd goes floating by and you're like, oh, everybody out of the pool. You ruined you know? the soup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I there's think always that one turd that floats through the comment section. You're like, that was unnecessary. <laughs> right. Yeah. But there's I, this has to, I think there's got to be this background or idea that we need to be able we need to be able to respect each other's uh, is respect each other's beliefs. And and I think one of those elements and, and uh, it was demonstrated to me earlier today here. One of those elements is to understand what you believe so much that I can articulate it. And if I can't articulate what you believe, then I really shouldn't be disagreeing with it just yet. I sure I certainly shouldn't be causing that to become this divisive thing where suddenly you're a bad person and I'm a good person. That's not the you know, that's that can't possibly be so simple. Uh, and so where do you, where do you stand on this idea in, in particularly in social media, since you wanted to talk about social media? <laughs> I mean, you worded it beautifully. It's just people coming across so fast and so hard with this is what's right. This is what I believe. So this is what you have to believe and screw you if you don't believe the same thing I do, because you're wrong or you're against me or you're a bad person. It's, I mean, it stems from so many different things too, that it's going to be difficult for us as a society to kind of get out of this 
because it's about environment, exposure, intellectual level, socioeconomic status. I mean, it's the environment you were raised in plays a huge part and the environment that you're in as a young adult plays a huge part. It's extremely difficult for people to get out of their beliefs that they've held on to for 50, 60 plus years or even their whole lives. So it's cultural acceptance, mm. I think is what we really need to focus on. I mean, we're seeing so much division with cultures and it kind of all started, I think, with 9-11. Unfortunately, we got into the stereotype of, well, all Middle Eastern people are bad. We don't want them here. We're not going to take refugees. We're not going to help you. We're going to go start a war with you instead. Um, and then recently, you know, we're seeing a lot of hate towards the Asian community for COVID, which, again, is unwarranted. Sure, it started over there. It originated over there. No one really has a solid answer on why, how, or where yet. But that's not anyone's fault because they have Asian heritage. I mean, that's insane to me that you're going to judge someone simply off of what they look like. You have no idea how much in common you could have with everyone else around you from different cultures. We don't realize how much in common we have cross-culturally because we're too busy telling each other why we're all wrong and we're all right. So it's, yeah, just acceptance. If we could listen to learn instead of listen to argue, I think that would help a lot because, I mean, this election's not going to be the end of the world. COVID's not going to be the end of the world. We're going to face worse things down the road. We just need to learn how to handle them together. It's, it shouldn't be that hard. Well, that's true. I mean, we are we are all in this life together. And yeah. uh, whether it is overfishing the oceans to the point where, you know, we every scientist will tell you as well that you know people cannot live on a planet with no ocean uh the, no. the ocean must be full of life uh there's an there's an interesting thing about how um 90 of carbon i think it was you could be wrong on this number but something like 90 percent of carbon uh in terms of of uh um uh carbon sequestering um mm -hmm. it, the if the rain the rainforest can absorb about 10 percent of that and the oceans absorb about 90 percent of that and yet if you take out if you start taking out some of these species uh you end up with an ocean that cannot uh cannot actually uh clean out the amount of carbon that is produced uh for our population even um much less all the other things that we're doing to it and population overgrowth i mean i it was, int it was interesting i saw this uh, chart some time ago, maybe two years ago now, um, about the greenhouse gas emissions, and um, and it charts directly with population growth, um, and it's actually you know the the amount of the amount of greenhouse gases that are created simply because there are more people on the planet vastly outnumber the amount of greenhouse gases that are created by all the stuff that we've used, um, and yet yeah, and and, and a lot of that could have been taken and, and it also can chart also, you know, it, it is, it's, you know, leave it, leave it to the people who, who, who know numbers uh, and, and study this stuff. But um, it also charts with, you know, our destruction of the environment 
uh, uh, simply because of the way we consume. Uh, yeah. But to to it would be it seems like a heresy almost to say, listen, people, we should we should all change our consumption patterns. Um, like you need to stop eating fish because the fish need to rebound. Um, that's just what has to happen. You'll, yeah. you won't find that. You absolutely will not find that. Um, yeah. okay. So, well, we're on track to depleting the oceans. Good job. Yeah. You did it. Congratulations. <laughs> now, where do we go? Because we're nowhere near ready to go to the moon or Mars yet. So we should probably <laughs> slow it down a little bit. Although, hey, so start, I don't know if you watch any of the SpaceX stuff, but they're launching a, they're launching their SN11 uh today uh so the the helicopter serial number 11 so so nasa's got the helicopter on mars spacex has been launching this thing called starship uh from boca boca chica texas and starship is this massive rocket designed to take off vertically land vertically and take people eventually the idea is to take them anywhere on the planet within about half an hour and so you'll you'll go out to the starship 100 people sit in this nose cone thing it blasts off takes you to takes you to uh australia lands vertically everybody gets off uh and then uh it'll it will go on this other massive booster which will take people to mars or i the ideas to you know other planets uh in the future but they've been testing this thing and they're going to have a test of that later today that's exciting i didn't know that it is exciting i'm gonna find it well, hey, are you good at drawing? No. Okay, good. You're perfect for this game. Do you want to play a game? We got a couple minutes left. Do you want to play a game with me? I like games. Okay, I like games too. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. Um, oops, where are we at? Hold on. I got to click, click a button here so I can speak about this intelligently. <laughs> Boom. Okay. We're going to play uh, the Watchma Draw game. <laughs> Here's how this is going to work. How many sheets of paper do I need? Uh, it depends how big you draw. Here's how this is going to work. I'm going to put up a phrase on the screen. So this is just an example. Don't draw this one. This is a phrase. Draw six. Uh, sorry. Ah, draw a frog sitting in a canoe headed for a waterfall and then you'll have one minute to draw that after which we will vote between you and me on if any of our viewers or listeners want to oh stop it if viewers and listeners want to drop in oh no 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 oh go back go back do we start no don't i clicked the wrong button oh my gosh i'm fired i don't remember it so we're good Okay, neither do I. I was like, oh no. All right, so that's how it's going to work. You ready for our first one? I am ready. Okay, here we go. Draw a tree made of burritos, tacos, hot dogs, hamburgers, and pizza. You have one minute. Oh my god, hamburgers, hot dogs. This is going to be a really weird looking tree. Oh yeah. I'm curious what kind of pizza you're going to get there. And burritos, tacos, hamburgers, hot dogs, and pizza. Oh boy. 
You have 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Okay. Pamper. Okay. Burritos, tacos. Ugh. I feel like this should be a drinking game. Oh my gosh, you're totally right. I'm curious to know how you do that. We could talk about the rules that later. How bad these would look. Oh, I'm not certain. I'm not certain if I completed this properly. I don't have burritos or hot dogs. Oh well, then you lose. No, I actually don't have hamburger uh, and tacos. Okay, so uh, almost. I'll go first since I asked you to play. This is my tree made of burritos, tacos, ham- hot dogs, uh, hamburgers, and pizza. So um, this is the this is the pizza pizza trunk, uh-huh. and then and then the the, uh, the little circular dudes, uh-huh. the the fronds. Those are burrito fronds. And then hot dogs hang. Hot dogs hang like flowers oh. from the burrito fronds. Nice. I don't have. Uh, I missed out on tacos and hamburgers. I failed. Yeah, I don't have burritos or hot dogs. Let me, let me see your drawing. Bring it. Oh, I have oh, the tacos, the trunk. The burgers at the top, and then there's supposed to be like little pizza leaves. Taco trunk. I love it. And I couldn't figure out where to do like hot dogs and burritos. And okay. Those might could have been like little leaves. I got to give you pizza, that. Like, be- off the ground already. I got to give you that because I can actually see that as a taco. I can see it's a hamburger. Mine are just scribbles. <laughs> They're just these little, these little etchings, like caveman etchings. People, people look back at this drawing. I'm going to keep this. I'm going to put it in a time capsule and keep it in. I'm going to, I'm going to put it out front and just call it time capsule. And then they can open a hundred years from now and look at it and be like, what the hell is that? Be like, I've often know. wondered like what time capsules are going to look like in the future. Like if we could open one a hundred years from now. Right. Oh, that'd be so good. All right. You ready for a second one? Yes. Who, who do you think won that one? I should ask you. You can vote I for mean, yourself. we were both missing pieces. Okay, I'm voting for you. Aw. I do like that mine was a little bigger and you could see what it was. Exactly. <laughs> That's fair. That's okay. That's fine. I'm not offended. All right, here's our second one. Maybe I'll take you on this one. Draw an ice cream cone sitting on top of a bike playing the trumpet. Ice cream cones don't have hands. I didn't make the rules. <laughs> Draw. <laughs> Draw an ice cream cone sitting on top of a bike playing a trumpet. Uh, I have to think about this. Oh, shoot. That's not right. 30 seconds. I'm really bad at this. You'd think I'd be better for as many times I've drawn something on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, this is not going to be one of my strengths. Ice cream cone sitting atop of a bike playing the trumpet. 
10 seconds. <laughs> oh. You can tell this is a bike. This doesn't look like a bike. Oh my god. This was terrible. All right, you got to go first this time. <laughs> Try an ice cream cone sitting on top of a bike playing a trumpet. Oh, hold on. Where'd you go? Wrong button. There you go. Ice cream cone sitting on top of a bike. Oh, you said you weren't a good drawer. That's bull. That is bull. You are a good drawer because, or maybe I'm just a remarkably bad drawer. <laughs> I' not sure Yours what happened. Yours looks like a better bike. It's it very not, tiny though. It's very it, tiny. I can see the trumpet. I can see a little ice cream cone. You cannot see an ice cream. If you, if you didn't know that was an ice cream cone, you'd be like, "What is that?" Yeah, a, if I didn't know, I wouldn't know what that was. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. I've done this so many times too. Oh my gosh. I you'd think I I don't know. I'm just really sl I'm my brain just I can't ugh. Yeah, I can't that's get it out. A difficult thing to picture cuz you're like, okay, I know what they are, but you're asking me to put them together in a way that is not right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. All right, here we go. Third one. Third and final one. Actually, hold, so I have to vote for you on that one too. I there's just no way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm actually not trying to do poorly either, just to, to get that out of the way. It's not like I'm trying to throw the game. <laughs> Is this the game you found or you made? Uh, <laughs> no, I, somebody said it to me for Christmas, uh called Whatchamadraw It. It's a really great game. They don't even sponsor me. They should, but they but uh it's a really fun game. And I agree with you, it could be a drinking game. Be a fun drinking game. I'm gonna try that. That would good. I, I also got to come out to Colorado Springs. I know a handful of people there, including Frank. You should. Um, and now I know you. All right, yes. here we go. Draw an animal like with an, Yes. Draw an animal with an alligator head, a pig body, and monkey feet. Like, where do you even start with that? Either the alligator head, the pig body, or the monkey feet. <laughs> I don't know what monkey feet look like. <laughs> Uh, okay. Monkey feet look like monkey hands. It's just like regular hands or feet. Does that right? help? <laughs> 30 seconds. They look like human feet, only hairier. And not and weirdly weirdly looking fingernails. You wouldn't want monkey fingernails. I can tell you that. Ten seconds. This looks like something that like crawled out of Three, a lab. Two, one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I do this. What am I doing here? It's crazy. Oh, man. All right. 
Here we go. An animal with an alligator head, a pig body, and monkey feet. That looks good. Yes, I think. Maybe. I can see that. I like the curly cue for the tail, the alligator head. Does those look like hands? It's not awful. It's not awful. I don't know if I would know that's a pig body. I think it might just be a balloon or a hippopotamus. Yeah, mine looks the same. It's like a big round thing. There's weird little feet. He looks like happy. He got the <laughs> nose. Like he's like do do do. He's like strolling down the strolling down the street. He's like oh no, you know, you know. You even have the little no nostrils for the alligator. That was a classy move. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know what else it would look like if I did it. I feel like yours is, yeah. I, I'm. I think it's a. I. There are no ties on this, unfortunately. There's no way to tie. Aww. Somebody's got to win, but I'm going to vote for myself on that last one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to vote for yours on the last one too, just because your feet looked a lot better. <laughs> they had paws. <laughs> my feet looked better really those looked better those looked better than that's not monkey feet right that's like dog feet oh that's true that's like little paws that's true yours look like dog you're the the classic uh dog line art feet yeah uh well we did it we we Yay. we made it through uh we made it through watching a draw. So how who how did the how if you had to make that a drinking game, how would you have done it? Um I mean the easiest way would be like whoever loses has to do a shot. If you got like a big group of people together, it might take a little longer than like a normal drinking game, but whoever has the worst drawing takes a shot, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. That could work. Or the best, and then you'd see the worst slowly become the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you could you could do it that way. Yeah, sabotage yeah. the winners. Yeah. Oh well, I'm I'm with you on this. This could be fun. Well, <laughs> this this is uh, this has been a great discussion. I appreciate you. Uh, joining me and bringing particularly to mind this media bias chart.com. I think that's a really great way of, of researching the media to understand, you know, where, where do people, you know, where do people fall or where do these media outlets fall in their reporting? Um, and, and I think I, um, I don't know. One of my takeaways from this conversation was uh, that we should, you know, look beyond at least consider looking beyond just that, facade of what we hear and be willing to do our own research what was something that you took away from uh today that i really like doing podcasts yeah this was fun yeah this was fun good well so much fun. it's i i love it too uh and i really i, I truthfully man i thank you so much uh yes. for coming into coffee yeah, with humans it's me. It's wonderful to get to know you and I will be out to Colorado Springs and we will uh, maybe we'll do that. What's your draw a drinking game? Yes, we'll have to give it a shot. And there's a really good coffee shop in Pueblo that I want to take you to. Yes. Yeah. Should we do a live do coffee with humans from from that coffee shop? Happy. We should. Yeah, 
we should we All should right. get Frank. Let's set it up and let's do a live coffee with humans broadcast from that coffee shop. So here's my thought on that. I'll just run this by you. I'd love to take the show on the road to go to a coffee shop, do a quick little intro about the coffee shop so they get some exposure. And that'll be the intro, you know, right at the right at the beginning and then sit down uh, with, again, you know, some some stranger and or people that have been on the show before uh, to to, uh, you know, have have a live conversation at you know, at a place to take people, not only to, 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 uh, conversations that they've, you know, won't, won't have, you know, take our viewers and listeners conversations they won't have, but also take them to places around the U S and around the world, uh, that they won't, that they simply won't go. How freaking cool would that be? Would that be fun? That would be so much fun. I think so too. Well, I think you should do it. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this has been Coffee with Humans. To all our viewers and listeners, I met Casey about mm, an hour ago now. We talked yeah. about nothing for about eight minutes, just did some tech checks, and then we have become friends over the past uh, now 56 minutes. It's been great to know you. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and yeah, if you click like and subscribe, we'll see you next time on Coffee with Humans. One of the things I love about Coffee with Humans are the raw conversations I get to have meeting new people just like you. If you or someone you know should be on Coffee with Humans, go to coffeewithhumans.com. Remember, the only rule is no sales calls. This has been Coffee with Humans. Subscribe to get updates or click to have coffee with me. Coffeewithhumans.com.